Our music is brought to us by Relax Cafe on Amazon Music. Greetings, peace, and love be with you always. Hi, I'm Pastor Josh. I get the pleasure of being a pastor at Love Remember Church, Kampala, Uganda. You are loved. You are loved deeply and profoundly by a God who recklessly pursues you and treasures your soul unimaginably. We're going to go ahead and go through Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 is the last in a three-chapter series from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus gave his clearest instructions to us on how we ought to live loving God in faith and hope in him who is good. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about things that we can be blessed through. Things that aren't easy. We talked about being the salt and light of the earth. We talked about how to treat others. We talked about sin isn't just something we do, but also things we say and how we think. We talked about how to pray. We talked about how to do good deeds. We talked about fasting and prayer. And we talked about many other things as well. I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. God, you are everywhere. Knowing all things with all the might and power. God, I don't know everything. I desire what you desire. Your will, God. Your will in heaven. And yes, God, I know your will in heaven is to have many children there. And your will on earth is for your children to shine your light and love and hope to others in this dark, fallen world. Oh yes, us imperfect people will shine your light, Lord. And Lord, give us the things we need today, but give us your peace so that we only worry about today's things. God, keep us strong and disciplined and self-controlled that we might abandon all hope in ourselves and the sinful 
desires of our human nature and the things of this world like greed and money and power and approval by other people that we may be that light for you as your child and I say these things in the name of Jesus Amen We're going to do Matthew 7 today, again, in the New Living Translation. And we're going to talk about judging others. Let me be very clear, folks. I want to make a point. Judgment is condemnation for punishment. That is not our place. We do not exact revenge or vengeance or wrath upon another human being that's not what children of God do we do discern that is a type of judgment we use our best judgment of our knowledge of our heart and what God says To treat others accordingly. Let me begin. Verse 1. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First get rid of the log in your own eye and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls. Then turn and attack you. So folks, we want to be kind in our judgment of others and never condemn them. We don't want to be spiteful. We don't want revenge. And if you do seek forgiveness, pray about it. Because the harder you judge others, the harder God will judge you. And when it talks about the speck in somebody else's eye, don't, don't condemn others for their sins or their wrongdoings. Especially if you're a child of God and they're not. They may not completely understand. And if you are going to approach someone about something you see in their life that's not right, do it kindly. And judge yourself first. And what that means is live in a manner where you are honorable 
So when you see unright things in others, meaning sin, poor moral judgment, lack of honesty and integrity, or whatever it is that you want to bring to their attention, make sure that you are right with God first. Make sure that you are right with others and do it with kindness. Acknowledge that you're not perfect. Tell them that you've made mistakes and that you're being honest and kind with them out of love because you want what's best for them because you love them. And you have to discern. It says, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. If somebody is wicked and they don't have love in their heart, you may not be able to approach them with what they're doing wrong. That's why it says, don't throw your pearls to the pigs. They will trample them and turn on you and attack you. Isn't that common, folks? When someone we care about and they're doing something wrong and we bring it to their attention, even if we are kind, even if we are living honorably among others, walking in love, loving the Lord, loving our family, our friends, our neighbors, those around us in the community. And we approach someone and we say, hey, you know, look, I'm not perfect. I really care about you, though. And I see something that you're doing that, that's bad. And it, it, it's hurting you. And it's hurting others. And they get mean and they get nasty and they attack you. Be wise. Walk in love. Make sure you're walking right before God. And in your relationships with those around you. And be careful who you approach with a speck in their eye to warn them. And be careful how you do it. Be gentle. Be self-controlled. Be honest. Be kind. And approach it with love. Effective prayer. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you, sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? This does not mean that you will get anything that you want. This is referencing an effective prayer. And an effective prayer is somebody who has a relationship with God and knows his character. If you know the kind of things that are in God's will 
and the kind of things that he has faithfully promised to mankind. That's what you will ask for. That is what you will seek. You will seek the truth, the faithful promises, and the will of God. And you will keep asking, and you will keep knocking, and you will receive the faithful promises of God Almighty. God is a good gift giver. We give our gifts to children and people we love of what we have. My children get pretty good gifts for me. I love them very much. And often I'll put their needs before my own because I love them. I'm their father. And everything about their lives matter to me. And if me, being a sinner, can give good gifts to my children, how much more will the Father in heaven give good gifts to his children? Not only here on earth, but in his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven for all eternity. What a beautiful thought, folks. I love my God, my Lord, my Savior. He is good, always. And that is why we should always be praying. Do to others what you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the Law and the Prophets. You want people to be kind to you and help you? You want people to smile and be friendly to you? You want people to be honest to you? Do you want people to be faithful to you? Do you want people to respect you? Get to know the character of God and treat them in such a manner as the character of God would represent because that's how we all want to be treated. It's called love, folks. Sincere, genuine, heartfelt love and respect for others. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only few ever find it. Jesus is the gate to heaven and the, the highway to hell that is so wide and so many are traveling it is all other ways because all other ways rely on a human being's knowledge which is obviously imperfect and limited and their belief that they are not in need of forgiveness mercy or grace that be love and peace from God. And those that are not in need of being saved and do not love God and do not fear him 
do not walk in love with others are lost. Beware of the false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from a thorn bush or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. So true, folks. Everybody wants to tell you they're great. A lot of people are telling you that they're the victim of somebody horrible. And at the same time, they'll make themselves out to be a great hero in this situation. You can see fruit in people's lives. Are they loving? Do they have joy in their heart? Are they at peace with those around them? Are they at peace with God? Are they patient? Are they kind? Are they good? Are they faithful? Are they gentle? And are they disciplined, self-controlled? Those are the fruits of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, that the God that draws us near to Jesus and the Word of God in our conscience, in our heart, in our meekness and great need. This is discernment, folks. You need to identify people by their actions. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. This is a warning about true disciples. There are false teachers. There is false theology. There is false doctrines. There are false rituals and there are false traditions if you want to know god you have to go to his word and you have to pray and keep praying and pray without ceasing always praying always seeking his word always searching for what's true not what you want to believe but what is actually true and if you believe something to be true and the evidence or God or his word show you what you were believing wasn't exactly right or it wasn't true, then you must want truth and accept truth.
Seek God. Follow God. Do what's right. If you are a child of God, don't just say you're a child of God. We're going to talk about building a solid foundation. Anyone who listens to my teachings, this is Jesus talking here, and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Jesus is our rock. This teaching in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the chapters, is all one teaching that ends with this. It's clear. It's concise. He is the rock. He does reveal the perfect nature of our Father in heaven. And we are foolish not to make the teachings of these three chapters a rock, a bedrock, a solid foundation of how we ought to follow the risen Christ. What a beautiful picture of love these chapters are. How we ought to love God and honor Him in our walk in this life that is so hard in this dark fallen world that there is light that there is hope that there is redemption and salvation is ours if we repent our sins turning away from them acknowledging that God is good and right and just that we might set out to be more like him loving him with our mind our strength and our soul our very being that we would walk in love for others the way he taught us because he paid it all for us it's free folks it's free to be a better person to be more like Jesus to be more like Emmanuel God among us he taught us plainly he taught us clearly we have three chapters of testimony that aren't parables they aren't stories It is him telling us how to live on the foundation of the character of God 
and it's beautiful. It's a message of love and hope to any and all. And the Bible says that as many as receive him have the power to become a child of God. What a beautiful opportunity that God would freely give us what we don't deserve and treat us like royalty, His, His majesty, God Almighty, God the highest, God of the heavens and the earth and all that was created would make us His children. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm gonna give you a chance to give your life to Christ, folks. Let's finish this up. Verse 28, we continue. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teachings, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious laws. If you want to give your life to Christ today, if you feel the God, the Father in heaven, drawing you nearer and nearer to the Messiah, to Christ Jesus, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to understand everything. You just have to want to change from the inside in your heart and say God I'm sorry I know what you say is true that I am not only imperfect but I am a sinner and God I understand that I can be forgiven and Lord I want that and God I invite you and your Holy Spirit into my heart, into my soul. And I believe that Jesus was died on a cross, living sinless, and that the Spirit of God raised him from the dead so that I can live forevermore in eternity as your child and invite Jesus into your heart. Jesus, Messiah, the Christ, dwell in me and make me more like you through your Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And say these things in the name of Jesus. And there is power. The power of the Holy Ghost will enter you and dwell in you and begin to transform you from the inside, renewing your mind and filling your heart with his spirit. And the fruit will begin to show. You will want to know the truth. You will wrestle 
with the things that you don't understand in your mind. And you will begin to digest his word because you are changed and you will seek it. You will seek the truth. You will seek the truth about God. And you will begin to bear fruit of love, fruit of joy, fruit of peace, the fruit of patience, the fruit of kindness, the fruit of goodness, the fruit of faithfulness, the fruit of gentleness. And you will display self-control. And the more you seek God, God's word, and relationship with him in prayer, the more these things will grow in your life, in your character.